A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of December. Welcome back to A Word for Today. Our reading for today is Romans chapter 1 and verses 16 to the end of the chapter. Very important section of Scripture. Here is Paul writing to the Roman churches, the churches of Christian believers situated in Rome. Verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel means the message of good news. It is the message of the Bible. Paul goes on. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So Paul there is describing the gospel as the power of God in our world today. And it's a power for salvation. It's not a power for reformation or for achieving uh, good things in the world to make the world a better place. It is a power that pursues a theological uh, objective, that of salvation, and it's salvation to everyone who believes. Paul continues in verse 16, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So he's going on to say that this glorious gospel that uh, provides salvation, uh, spiritual salvation, also confers a divine righteousness, the very righteousness of God that is conferred by faith. Then he continues in verse 18, and this is where he is addressing the true condition of humankind. And the reason we're looking at this is we are trying to get at the true meaning of Christmas. And we're told in Matthew 1 that the purpose of Jesus coming to earth, the very thing we celebrate at Christmas, is that he will save his people from their sins. And unless we understand what people are being saved from, we won't understand the purpose of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas. And so this is now an exposition in Romans 1 of the nature of sin. Verse 18. For the wrath of God, that's describing the righteous anger of God, is revealed, Paul goes on, from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. He's saying that people hold the truth captive. It's not that they are not aware of it, but they don't want to know it. They deliberately reject it. They, as it were, put it in chains and cast it in a dungeon. Verse 19, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Now do you see what he's saying there? He's saying that God, the existence of God and the nature of God is plainly evident. And it's evident his invisible attributes, yes, God is spirit, we cannot see him, but his invisible attributes, that is to say his divine power, his divine nature, are displayed in creation. Creation could not have come about from nothing 
or by accident. It requires a self-existent, eternal creator, a designer. And so to disbelieve in God and to reject God is, according to verse 20, inexcusable wickedness. Paul then continues in verse 21, and he says this, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Notice that, that the great characteristic of the fool is somebody who claims to be wise. They claim to know everything. But actually, that's the crowning mark of the fool, according to the Bible. The fool is somebody who just rejects God out of ignorance, that is to say, out of a deliberate desire to push God away. That is the fool, somebody who claims to be wise in their own right, outside of any relationship to God or his revelation. Verse 23 says this, And exchange the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Now what Paul is doing there is saying that this wickedness has exchanged what gives glory to God, his supreme revelation in the gospel of Jesus Christ, for their created glory out of the creation. And he's using there particularly an image of uh, idolatry. But it would apply to anything that goes after the beauty and wisdom and loveliness of creation whilst rejecting God. Verse 24. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Verse 25, because what? They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now that amen is a significant punctuation mark and it's telling us something very important indeed. It's telling us that sin is the exchanging of the creator with the creation. And that lie he's referring to is the lie we looked at yesterday in Genesis 3, the lie told by the serpent, that's by Satan using the serpent, um, in order to seduce Eve into rebellion against God. And so we're told that uh, the essence of sin is rejecting the creator and going after the creation. Now that sin may look very honorable. It may look very reasonable. It may even look uh, kind and good. But if it rejects the creator, it is infinite sin because the creator is blessed forever. And when you uh, offend something that is infinite, that constitutes an infinite offense. I said we'd read to the end of the chapter, but uh, we won't because we've run out of time. But we will return to this important topic tomorrow. Please join me then. Father, thank you for helping us understand the true meaning of uh, sin. Uh, please, would this help us to appreciate and receive the true meaning of Christmas. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.